Ken, the government has finally released details on its long-awaited plan to comply with the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples. We signed this, of course, with John Key, and we need to put in some, some processes, obviously. So what's happened so far? 70 workshops with Māori have been held to figure out what Māori want. And now the Iwi Chairs Forum and the Human Rights Commission will take all that away and formulate a draft declaration. That draft declaration will then go out for consultation to the general public. Willie Jackson is the Māori Development Minister, and he joins me now. Hello, Willie. How are you, mate? Long time no, no talk. <laughs> this Congratulations. Is you're, still, you're still doing the business, and that's the main thing. <laughs> no, no, it's not about me, mate. It's, it's about you. So there's a plan to come up with a plan by the end of the year. Is that right? That's the aim. Um, they'll be back with their uh, draft declaration <clears throat> by June. Cabinet has to approve it before it goes out to uh, uh, public, and that'll be, uh, you know, mostly uh, all, all other New Zealanders. You know, we uh, we went through uh, Maori to start off with. Uh, people go, well, why do you do? Why do you do that? Well, well, it's called the Indigenous Declaration. So if it's called the Indigenous Declaration, you talk to the Indigenous people first, so that's what we did. Yeah, but then, but then, but then, why do you send it to the Human Rights Commission and the Iwi Chairs Forum, which again, Iwi Chairs Forum is Maori in itself to formulate the draft declaration? Why don't you go to everybody else, all the Chinese and the Indian and the and the and the Pakeha in New Zealand, and ask them their thoughts, and then send it out to formulate a draft declaration? Well, because we have a treaty, Andrew. You might have heard of it. You know, and when you have a treaty, there's a special relationship between uh, Maori and the Crown. And uh, and that relationship is uh, seen through the uh, iwi leader. So I'm I'm not sure if you you know I'm sure you're aware of it. Yeah. And there's a part there's a partnership in place between the uh, between the crown and uh, and Maori. So we follow our obligations. And why do we do that, Andrew? Because that's what our courts tell us to do. Every every court, uh, high court that you uh, you'd be aware of, from the court of appeal to the privy council. Um, all, all the way through Supreme Court tell us there's a partnership. So we, that's why we, we went down that track. You follow the uh, yeah. directions of the judges. Why, why would we ignore them? They're the highest judges in the land, Andrew. I know, but you're just ignoring, you know, 75% of the, uh, of the other people if you consider the Crown is only embodied in courts. Anyway. The, the, the Crown, the, the courts, the highest judges in this land have said that there's a partnership between Māori and Park. I understand. Uh, Park. Now, so, um, on the... On the, on the uh, we ignore that because of uh, what David Seymour says or what you're saying now? On, on the subject of the consultation with Māori so far, uh, they have the, the most strongly held thought is uh, they want strengthening of tino rangatiratanga, which is seen as a sovereignty or autonomy or independence for, for tangata whenua. That is what it was consider- consistently raised in the hui. But for many non-Māori, that uh, is read as separatism. Is that fair? Uh, no, that's not fair at all. Um, and, and in fact, we, you've, you've got to remember that this talk of tino rangatiratanga came about, um, it has been around for, forever and a day, and uh, and that basically means, you know, what, what sort of authority that, that do they have over their lives? What sort of, how, how are they able to manage their whole, whole lives? So that was the view that um, many Māori came up with uh, through uh, the different hui, uh, is, is how how do they participate in, that, in New Zealand today? And also, how does the government um, work with them in terms of, what they want to do uh, in life going forward. So you know, these are these are their views. The, 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 the hui are all about you know how do they feel and 
where do they see New Zealand today and where do they see New Zealand going? Um, and so, uh, you know, New Zealanders, uh, Pākehā New Zealand and the rest of New Zealand will get their views, and this is all about collating all the different information, Andrew, and, okay. uh, and, so, putting, it, so, and putting it together so that we can support the Charter. Okay, so so um, define, because the big thing that came out of Hipuapua that's freaked so many people out is the word co-governance and what exactly that means and whether it is actually democratic. So you get the opportunity now to tell us what co-governance actually means to you as Māori and member of the government and uh, the face of this, this process. Co-governance is about sharing. Co-governance is about um, sharing in terms of decisions, in terms of, of partnerships. Um, Basically, that, that's simply what it, what it is, and na- the National Party have uh, have put this in place in the 1990s. You see a sharing in terms of what's happening with um, uh, Ngāti Whātua, mate, in Auckland City Council. You know, you see mm-hmm. how the beaches are run. You see you see that in, uh, down there in Lake Taupo. You see that in, in Waikato. It's about partnering with each other and, and sharing in decisions and sharing in terms of consensus uh, um, uh, uh, views. I, I, that's, I think that's a good thing, uh, Andrew. I think do you think you've been open? And I think it's worked really, really well. Can I also say that in terms of co-management and co-governance, you know, we, we can actually apply that right across society, mate. We can do it mm. with the Board of Trustees. You've got a Board of Trustees. Why, why not have a couple of Māori on there so you can get a, a Māori view? Why not have it on an employment board? It's not just about the stars, the sky and the space, mate. It's about New Zealand society today, Andrew. And do you, do you think uh, you have been or, or the government has been open enough about the intentions around co-governance? Because what's happened is a vacuum and all sorts of stuff has, has grown in that vacuum. All sorts of thoughts and rumours and suspicions. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, the suspicions have been fueled by your mate David Seymour, and 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 it's just a, a load of nonsense. There's nothing to be scared of co-governance and co-management, uh, um, Andrew. Um, uh, uh, you, you know, Seymour is a product of co-governance and co-management. We're in a we're in a New Zealand 2022, mate. We're not New Zealand 1922. You know, this one man, one vote, and and there's no room for anything, mate. MNP is based on diversity. It's based on minorities having a say. The Act Party wouldn't wouldn't exist, Andrew, if it wasn't for MMP. You know this. You know your politics. And, and, and you know this. And and and, and okay. Seymour is a product of diversity of MMP, but he rejects the very system that makes the Act Party exist. There's nothing to be scared of in terms of of co-governance, co-management. Why do you think people like Jim Bolger, Doug Graham? Well, because, okay, I've given you a good chance here. There's there's, there's, there's the idea and the devil is in the detail. And and we're looking looking forward to detail, Willie. And I've given you a good crack and I've got to move on. And I thank you so much and enjoy enjoy your Anzac weekend. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye now.